This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Welcome to Issues 2018. That's quite a, uh, a quite a long title, isn't it? What exactly is the Center for Economic Development and Business Research, Jeremy? We are an applied center. We are engaged with not only business leaders and community leaders across the state to help answer some of those tough questions about what's going on in the economy. How long has this been around, the uh, center? The, the center, we just celebrated 50 years uh, this year. Really? Yeah, it's been there for quite a while. It's quite a staple. It. And then our Outlook Conference, this next year will be 40 years of being in the community doing this event and helping direct the business community leaders and what's going on. How long have you been director then? Uh, I've been here since 2009, so I'm almost 10 years well, the years pass in a hurry. Okay. Yeah, they keep, they keep <laughs> slipping by too Seems fast. Like, it's like the older you get, the faster they go. Yeah. How does this compare? Are you aware of uh, Ernie Goss up at Creighton yeah, University yeah. and his index? Is this a similar deal then? Yeah, uh, he works. He does a lot of data that he collects. His is a little bit different from what we do, but we have our own index for Wichita, for example, and some of the communities around here. He's a little bit more engaged in how he does a survey, a little less data-driven and more uh, survey-driven, trying to figure out what's going on. So, yeah, very similar in some some senses. Yeah, plus he covers, what, 11 states, I think. Yeah, he tries to do yeah. it broader than we are. We're much more focused on smaller economies. Give us an idea how you uh, put together your various reports on local business and the economy. How, how do you go about doing this? Well, really, every time we pull together something like an index, the newest one this year was an aerospace index. It's because the community has a need for it. So uh, someone will come to us saying there's a reason for it or we need a broader measure. And so we'll either create an index or do a study for a community group that has a need. Uh, before we get into specifics uh, of your forecast for the coming year, can you give us a, an overall look at the local economy over the past few years as we've recovered from the recession of 2008. And I guess the basic question is, have we recovered from that recession? Right. So when we look at the Wichita economy, it hasn't been very consistent or broad-based. We've had lots of fits and starts of growing pretty fast, declining in 2013 because aerospace was restructuring, then growing again. And in 2017, the economy slowed down, which is, we had kept giving those forecasts the last two years of this slowing economy, which is Kind of a strange thing when people are fully employed and we're think, saying things are not doing so well. Okay, so uh, when you put the, these numbers together, who, who actually works on that? Is it just you by yourself with, a, with oh. an adding machine, or how do you put all that together? Right, we have a full staff of people, experts in forecasting and other research that come together to do different components of the forecast, of writing or analyzing or running numbers. And you're getting those numbers from different uh, sources then. So, yeah. So not only is internally to my staff, but we have business community groups, not only in Wichita, but across the state. And then we go back and even say, there's a concern in one segment. We'll go and look for the expert to give us guidance on how to understand or interpret a strange variable. Now, as you look back, and it's kind of a question, same question again a little bit, but uh, as you look back at 2008, which to me is, uh, one of my favorite years I've had in my personal life was 2008, but then the recession started. Has, has the Wichita economy, has the local economy come back all the way from where we were at that time? You know, that's a, that's a great question. And in one sense, not only have we come back, but we are, have grown even more than Topeka or Kansas City, which some people might be surprised by. That's when we count GDP, the value things that we're producing. 
However, when we look at employment, out of all the major cities in the state, we're the only one that has not recovered since 2008. We are smaller than we were in 2008. And that goes to the real issue here in Wichita versus any of the other communities across the state. We had a big change with an aerospace that affected us. Now, again, we are producing more than we've ever done before, much larger, but we're using with a lot less labor than we've had in the past. That good or bad? I mean, is that a sign of better productivity, technology coming to bear? You're hitting part of the head right there. It's yeah. productivity. It's multiple other factors. Uh, so, yes, we're much more productive. The aerospace was a mature sector and needed to go through changes. Then agri-demand affected that. Uh, and so it's much healthier today than it's ever been before. And actually, although I haven't been optimistic before about aerospace, I'm much more optimistic now than I have been in the past. So but you look at you look at the uh, at the economy. You're looking at it. It sounds to me like the same way each of us in the in the working world have had to look at the economy, and that is, I have got to keep up with what's going on technologically. Things change so fast. Oh yeah. Is that what you, the overall economy looks at the same way, or is it reacts the same way? Absolutely. So it, maybe not as the lightning speed as your phone every day changing, <laughs> yeah. but but yes, it's changing, and that's what happened to aerospace. Unlike the U.S., it, it just didn't change too much. For us, there was a lot of changes in how we used labor and what was in demand that, that really impacted this region. Uh, in your outlook for 2019, uh, you say the state is growing again. Is that right? Yeah. So Tell we, us a little more about that. So on? our outlook for Kansas is to grow by 1%. And in the past, when I said 1%, I was not that optimistic about it. But today, uh, I think given how long we've gotten into this expansion period, given that we're so tight in the labor market, I think a 1% growth is a pretty solid growth for the state. And that growth, although it's going to be hamstrung a little bit by agriculture, I mean, there's still a lot of issues with trade and issues affecting agriculture. I think we're going to see some growth in manufacturing and a few other sectors that will just drive that growth uh, especially even wages starting to come up this next year. When you talk about 1%, are you talking about uh, look at GDP only there? Good question. Good for clarification. Really, I'm talking about employment is what we're forecasting. Oh, okay, okay. We think jobs are going to be added, which that's what people at the households really care about, that GDP is just a you know abstract measure, but but employment is what people say relate 1%, to. 1%, that doesn't sound like a lot, though. Uh, well, it's been pretty much our trend, except for the last two years. We started to slow down and declined in 2017. But that 1% has been close to our trend recently. We have grown much faster than that and employment-wise in the past. And we could grow faster than that. Uh, we just have lagged behind the region and the state. When you look at the nature of, of employment and jobs and the things you're talking about, though, are those jobs that you think will stick a while? They'd be kind of, kind of you know, okay, we've made our changes, now we're going to stick a while? Or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or are they, are they no, just, that, oh, this is... These are going to be outdated next week. <laughs> that's that's a really good question. It's, I don't know how you can get down into that. Maybe no, you can't. No. Well, yeah, we're looking at those kinds of jobs. The jobs they're creating now, because the employers are expanding, there's so much demand, they're having to hire some people they're not necessarily wanting to hire. We, we'd call them more marginal workers. They're trying to bring people back into the labor market who's not actually out there looking for a job. So the question is, are you going to keep them? Probably not. However, for some of these segments of the populations that haven't been as engaged in the labor market, this is a great opportunity for them to get a new opportunity, to get new skills, and to maybe be attached longer term. So, you know, how long are they going to stay? Probably not too long. The next recession is, you know, not too far, a couple of years down uh, across the, around the corner. But you just triggered a thought for me, and that is, what about the 58-year-old worker? 
or the 61-year-old worker or the people who you think economy, the economy, the labor is going to, they're going to reach out and grab them and say, we want you back in? Well, you look at nationally, right now you can see we're at the highest rates of people who are not looking for a job the previous month who are now entering the labor market. So these are people who are not employed who are just coming into the labor market, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't even wanting to do it. But the environment, because of wages or, or the right opportunity, is pulling them back in. So for that older person who maybe retired a little early because of their benefits, it, they might find a way to come back into the labor market if the conditions are right, the right opportunities around the corner for them. So you're telling me that I'm probably going to be behind this microphone until I'm 90. Is that <laughs> well, it? Well, you know, <laughs> we actually try to measure out, you know, when people are going to retire as well. Yeah. And and there's still enough labor in this market to absorb other people besides those retiring. So it's not going to be all on your back to keep the economy going. No, and that was one of the things that some of the uh, uh, economy, we've looked at this in the past, Baby boomers retiring having an impact. How do you replace them? Who is, are there going to be enough there? You just answered that. There are going to be enough people, right? They're going to be, but we are. So, but then, right context, you're going in a little bit different. Yes, they, we are an aging population. We need more labor in certain segments that we're struggling in, but there are people out there. And even if they're not people here, it just takes the right wage to attract them here. And in the past, we've seen people move here when opportunities was work better relative to the U.S., and it just hasn't been that way in the last few well, years. Well, and that's another one. Well, I do, you know, we've, we've talked about this before. Uh, we've got these jobs. We know that Spirit's got a 1,000 jobs out there. We know these, these – but where are the people to fill them? And right. that's the next question, right? Right. So someone's going to take – in here? Do we get tra- a good baseball team, or you know, <laughs> how do we get them in here? It's training and attraction with wages. I, I think that's the primary factor. Our wages have been so low in this region, it takes the right price to trigger to tell someone to move back. And when we've seen where people migrate in the past, they're coming from our other aerospace towns. I mean, this is a skilled labor that they need. They'll move back if the opportunity was right. Now, you report on uh, a weakness in agriculture as a major player. Tell me about that. Now, well, you know, we look at Wichita and say, well, this is not a farm town, right? <laughs> but you've got a regional, too. Region. Right. The agriculture affects us in a couple ways. First, the one, the primary reason the state slowed down in 2017 was agriculture. It explains the largest portion of that slowing down. And for this region, what is it due to this? Well, when there's less income, in particular, there's been a lot less income in the farm income Right? They're not spilling over to their small businesses and bankers in western Kansas, and then that income's not driving to retail spending and health care in this, in this area. So we are very connected to agriculture, not only in our backyard, people in this county that do it, that farms, but people across the state that are farming are connected to our economy. I talked to a farmer the other day, and he said he was a dairyman locally. He got, he, the drought hit, prices went bad, he got out of the dairy business. He doesn't do it anymore. He's got, you know, he does the wheat or whatever, but he doesn't do dairy anymore. That's kind of what you're talking about, the uh, impact of what can happen to people. Yeah, right now, with soybean prices down, that's really drove the, the real decline and some of the issues with farm income. But you take about trade, that's affecting it too. Anything that could go against trade over the next year with, with China or whatever, it could impact those farmers, and they might see other opportunities as more more beneficial than sitting and digging in the ground. The... Uh, you say the business environment has fundamentally changed. What do you mean by that? Right. We, so we do a survey every year, ask businesses how are they feeling. And last year they were so optimistic, but when they talked about demand, when they talked about profit, it did not increase from previous years. We talked about issues last year. They said, well, you know, I'm not sure how we're going to handle 
trade, or we're not sure how we're going to handle some of these other political issues on the horizon. This year was different. Not only optimism was up, demand was up, profits were up. And when we talked about those issues, they said in construction and in retail uh, and in manufacturing, said here's the issue and here's what we've already done to get across that issue. How are we going to expand going forward? So when you look at the increasing demand on their expectations, I think it has changed fundamentally in the nine years we've done this survey. So they see this market much different. Matter of fact, when we asked them about investments the last few years, they kept saying, well, I'll probably invest in Oklahoma City or Kansas City, which is growing faster. This year, those comp- same companies are saying, no, this is an opportunity to invest here. So they're looking at it a very different environment, which, which might surprise a lot of uh, listeners since over the summer we had a lot of negative news about the Wichita economy. Mm-hmm. We're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Jeremy Hill. Director of Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Do you actually teach? Do you do a class? Oh, no, I don't teach at all. I was, I was wondering because I think you'd be a good one. I, a I, lot I, of interaction. I, have you done that before, though? Yeah, I, I okay. used to teach a master's program in, in Georgia. Yeah. Tell us what you see for 2019 in the area of retail. And I guess when we're talking about this, we're not talking about Wichita, Century County. Are we not talking about the the region around here then? Yeah, so okay. we, we already were, were leading into that. When agriculture incomes up, that really fuels some of the retail here. Retail is a complicated one. It is really complicated because you have these broader trends of people not shopping anymore in a store. They're going online. Uh, and... We've had these weak wages across the state that also been affecting that retail. So we have not been optimistic about retail for a very long time. However, I've changed, right? I think I think there's a big difference. I think there's increases in wages. They're just a different type of wage now. We're creating jobs again this year, and I think we've gotten over the jitters of all the political plays of taxes here locally in the state and at the national level that we're going to see. Not only we're seeing more retail spending right now, but I think we'll see more through the rest of the year. So uh, what, uh, what are you telling me? What's ahead for wages? All right. I'm spe- specifically talking about myself. No, <laughs> I, I can't answer that, but what's, what's ahead for wages? Well, this is a complicated one. When I've talked to businesses, they kept saying we're increasing wages. But when I look at the data at the aggregate level, when you're doing inflation, taking out that just slight increase every year, it, real wages in the Wichita area have declined. That means we're making less than we were in the last few years. We just can keep declining, where the U.S. has been growing and growing a little bit faster. What I found out was that the composition of jobs that we're creating here has shifted to more in the Wichita area to more moderate income and very low-income jobs. So people are getting wages. They were just creating jobs in the very low income, under 18000 19000 and that middle income level. So if you're looking for that higher income, which you're probably a little bit higher than the average, uh, it wasn't as optimistic. Okay. Do you have a, a misery index? Yes. Yeah, so we <laughs> get a negative. What does in, that show? In 2009, <laughs> I think, is when we started it. We're trying to figure out how do consumers really feel? And this says the amount of misery they feel any given day. And you can see that the level of misery was really high in 2009 because we lost our house, lost our job. But since then, your the value of our homes kept increasing. Jobs are more plentiful today. Matter of fact, our unemployment is extremely low. So if you want a job, it's there. And today, we're parting like as 1999. We are as happy as we were all the way back in 1990. That's the best time we've ever felt in the Wichita area. And things are doing great. Oh, the misery index. Not so miserable, huh? Not today. They're feeling great, and and misery across the state is also pretty equal. I mean, when you're at full employment and, and your home value keeps going up, how do you not feel better? 
Uh, you report on several areas in which businesses seem more optimistic in the months ahead. So what are some of the areas where they're the most optimistic? Where businesses are optimistic. Yeah. Well, they're slightly more optimistic about their profits, their demand. They're slightly more optimistic about even hiring and wa- hiring and wages over this next year. So how do you put this interpretation for people at home? They think t- last year was okay. So far this year is doing really good, and they see some continued improvement. So I think that's a really good good uh, news for people at home. What about for the uh, for the business person? What are you looking at at profits? Oh, for for businesses, yeah, yeah. they're they're saying increasing profits. Not only are they saying increasing profits. Here's a good news: in the last few years, when they said prices were increasing, and they said what could I what could I charge my consumer locally, they kept saying they were very price sensitive. And this last year, they said not only they're they're much more able to pay things. They've already increased prices, and they expect to increase prices to the consumer of this next year. So this is a good news for a lot of those small business owners that said, you know, I, I think there's just too many weaknesses out there to increase, and I'm eating it through the profits. So I'm eating it, these these costs that are coming up through other means. So it's a better environment today. What is the, uh, the impact, if any, of the national economy on what we're doing here? You talked a little about trade, of course. That's one thing. But what are some other in factors there? Right. So we do use the national economy, and it is a big driver for our, our region and for the state because it, of agriculture and manufacturing. And I expect that U.S. will continue to grow, most economists do, and, and that will be driving some of the manufacturing that we have within this region. And it's going to drive some of the other core sectors across the state. So although last year we diverted from what was going on in the nation, I think it's it, it's driving where we're going today. What was it? What would be the impact in, in, in your estimation of having when those when the fuel refueling tankers finally arrive at at McConnell Air Force Base? Uh, is that going to be a, a big deal locally, or is it just a few hundred jobs? Yeah. So I don't think people really understand that military is just like new money into our region. It's just like manufacturing. When when you start having these jobs come in. They are a driver to other sectors of the economy. And since we have, as we already shared, we're smaller on the employment side than we were before, adding something like that, unlike retail, is expanding our economy. They're going to have more demand for banking services, for movies, for lots of other services. So it's something that we need in this region to, instead of being kind of stagnant on the employment side, to have a little bit of, of real growth it may not be a lot of jobs, but it's still going to drive some more more expansion to the region. Politicians uh, have—I don't hear it as much as I used to, but they said, well, I, "I'm going to create jobs." When, and when you elect me, I'm going to create jobs. Well, we know that's—they don't create jobs, but uh, jobs are such a big deal because the impact they have, as you said, that that money. The wages that go for one person go like that. They just spread out, right? Right. We call it the multiplier effect, the right? Multiplier. Yeah, yeah. That's How many times that dollar's churning through the economy, going from the bank to the movie theater to eating out, it's churning around, and it supports all these other sectors, right? How have uh, local, state, and national tax politics or policies impacted the region? Ah, see, that's a great question. So the U.S. has really been juiced up this year, right? We had this tax stimulus. And when people looked at their wallets at the national level, they said, I've got more money. And they started spending and retail was driving this GDP. GDP numbers nationally are the highest ever. Here in Kansas, however, we just went from decreasing taxes to increasing taxes. And every time we've had a tax policy change, I've noticed that 
households across the state get very conservative and get the jitters and they hold back spending. That's why I wasn't optimistic about retail the last few years. We just weren't sure what's going to happen on that taxes. And since we had the stimulus on one side and then this opposite of the stimulus, we had this anchor there slowing us down of new taxes within the state coming back. We just held and didn't spend. And that's why I think retail spending will actually come later this year. We're past that and we're going to do better going forward. Our business is also like that. In other words, they'd like to know what the tax policy is for the next 10 years to, yeah. make, to plan. Uncertainty, right? you can see this at the national level, on the global level, uncertainty is the worst thing for companies. They just It doesn't matter if you increase taxes as long as they know what's going to be and they can plan for it. And since we had, as soon as we uh, did our tax cuts all the way back in 2012, there's been that uncertainty around the ability to afford it. And so companies have been very conservative, very tight on their investments. That's part of why those fundamentals changed, right? Businesses say, I can now see a future that they think is realistic. Not that they agree or disagree with the taxes itself. It is just see much more foundation without uncertainty in there. What uh, impact is online shopping and, and the computer? And has that any impact locally? Well, you know, it's actually switching the jobs for this regional market. Instead of the jobs being at the bricks and mortar, we're growing and growing more in wholesale, right? So when not only people purchase here from Amazon or from other other online businesses, but people across the state, we're now a hub. So those goods come through this region and then gets distributed out through the many different channels. So uh, that online spending is just changing the market. We're not going to the store as much and we're spending it in you know online but we're getting in a different ways biggest challenges ahead in 2019 for the wichita region now right so is that challenge that tight labor is still an issue for employers they got to find the right person i think they can do it but that's one of the biggest issues those wages are a concern we real wages not going up and we're creating all these really low income ones and I'm not sure that's necessarily an affordable living wage, which could be issues with crime and not necessarily a, a real standard of living for everyone in this community. All right. We were talking about the – got a new ballpark coming on, we think, downtown. We, yeah, we know it's coming on. We've got uh, some development going on in the west bank of the Arkansas River downtown in Wichita. These things are all the pieces of the pie, are they not? Well, the question is, you know, how does that really affect the uh, all consumers? You, they're really building a package and a brand downtown to make it a little bit clearer and connection to other businesses, which makes that downtown more vibrant. And, and I think that's what's going to – the value of that is you're trying to make it a vibrant downtown where there's more connectivity from one business to the next, and that will create more value in the long run. It, but it is a displacement, right? We're – Tourism dollars are still could have already been spent on previous ballpark or on other things, and it doesn't really necessarily drive a whole lot of growth, but it's creating a new atmosphere. So your misery index as you look ahead to Christmas is uh, bah humbug, or uh, it's going to be a good time, Bob Cratchit? What do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, I think people are going to spend more, right? They might buy a little bit, another extra gift, a little bit more expensive this year because we got rid of all those jitters. A lot of it, so much of it is... Right here, into your head, how yeah. people think. Right, it's all perceptions. <laughs> and and if, 
the reality, if they were thinking long term, they see there's another recession down down the road. They might actually hold their money a little bit more than I would, but I think they're going to be out there spending. Hey, thanks for spending some time with you. You kind of make this stuff uh, almost to where I can understand it, which is it's pretty complicated, but you do a good job, and I always appreciate talking to you, Jeremy. Thanks for spending some time. Thanks. I had fun. Our guest, Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. That's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.